Hello and welcome to Over the Edge episode two. My name is Luke Erickson, your host of the Over the Edge podcast. And before we get into today's topic, I would just like to give a huge thank you to you guys again for coming out and watching the first episode on the Electoral College. I got a lot of great comments as well as some feedback on things that I can improve on, which I'll be working on in this episode. Some big news as well for the podcast. It's everywhere now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, it's probably there. As well, we have a website published now, www.theotepodcast.com. You can find our schedule, some information on the podcast, some information about me, as well as a way to contact the podcast. If you have topic ideas, if you want to be a guest on the show, or really, if you just want to say hello, feel free to shoot me an email on there. Um, And without further ado, let's get into today's topic, which is immigration. We will be discussing illegal as well as legal immigration, the border wall, visas, and most importantly, why immigration is essential to the United States and some of the problems that we're having with it. As always, all the articles and facts that I'll be referring to in this video can be found in the description, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify, it's there. And yeah, a quick ad and then let's get into our first interview. Hello and welcome back to Over the Edge Podcast. I have with me today our first guest, Matthew Courtney, good friend of mine from back home. Uh, Matthew, we're talking about immigration today. How do you feel about this topic? Um, I feel like immigration as a whole is beneficial to societies because it brings in new cultures, new types of people, and new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot can go wrong when the amount or type of people is unchecked. Yeah, okay. So off that, what do you think what do you think the biggest issues with immigration in the United States are? I think it's right now how many people want to come mm-hmm. and how many people we can allow in with what we have right now with our agencies being so backed up. Yeah. Um, having to hold people where we're holding people and just not being able to process their paperwork because so many other people still want to come to America. Yeah. Which says a lot about who we are and and how good the world still thinks we are. But Yeah. And so when you say like a lot of people coming here, are you referring just to I guess like normal immigration people trying to get uh green cards or temporary visas or are you also referring to uh refugee uh type people I guess as well? Well, I think a lot of the time it ends up being, I need to go to America. I'm going to submit my paperwork, Mm -hmm. but I still need to get somewhere safe. Yeah. And then you're waiting for an agency to get back to you. And when it comes to families who have children, Mm -hmm. um, loved ones, they can't always take that precious time and wait for the paperwork in their minds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. Um, what it, so I'm going to I'm going to ask you something about kind of refugees. Uh that was a big topic I know especially like right when Trump got elected with the supposed Muslim ban and everything going on in the Middle East. Um our ceiling that the government set for refugees coming into America was the lowest uh since 1980 set at 30,000. Do you think that the U.S. should try to be more sympathetic towards people trying to flee, you know, possibly dangerous areas and allowing more of them in? Or do you think focusing on 
the people that want to come here to work or to get an education should be more of a priority? I think we can handle it the same way that we did with a lot of the air travel after 9-11. There mm-hmm. were temporary restrictions put in place, or in this case, we could temporarily lift the amount um, of refugees that we have capped. So yeah. we could let more people in if there's a humanitarian crisis going on okay, yeah. um, elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So we would be able to bring more people in to get them the help that they need. Yeah. No, I think that's a that's a really good point. Um, so, and now to the other the other side of it, uh, with people coming here to work or for education, um, do you think the U.S. should encourage or, in some senses, make it easier for highly educated people, or you know, families of highly educated people to immigrate to the U.S. just because of the boost that it can have for the economy? I think as a top nation in the world. You always want to help maintain that status by having the best people in your country. I, I couldn't if, agree more, yeah. If an educated person, a renowned person, a scientist or a humanitarian would like to come and be a member of our nation, I think we should take it as more of an honor mm-hmm. than anything yeah. that, they would like, that they would choose to want to be a citizen, pledge their allegiance to the United States. Yeah. Um, whether that be again, with science or strategy or technology, however they're, however they're impacting the world, mm-hmm. if they want to do that with the United States flag, I think that's awesome. And it should be rewarded with a quicker path. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I definitely uh, definitely agree with that. Okay. So now uh, to definitely a, a slightly more controversial issue when it comes to immigration is the border wall. How effective do you think the border wall is? And do you think it's something that the U.S. should have on our southern border? I think we're really seeing the effects of what a physical wall does. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that it's sparked a, I guess, a spirit of, well, now it's just a little bit harder to get over. Yeah. Now it's just, now it's just, we have to go to Home Depot instead of Walmart to get the tools we're about to use to cut this thing Mm -hmm. Uh, to, to get to the new place, it's it's just a little bit more difficult than it was before. Yeah. And in some places, not at all. Because when construction's going on, I have a hard time believing that security is is of the utmost. Yeah, it's a top-notch. Um, yeah, probably not. At these construction not. sites uh, where people could easily sneak through, uh, there's always going to be a way around. I used to be a huge believer in the idea that this would stand as more of a symbol. Mm-hmm. And I think I was right, but not in the right context. I think it's a symbol of we need to try harder to illegally get there. Yeah. So you think it? You think it's kind of almost more of a deterrent than it is like an actual? Uh... I think it. I think it either works as a deterrent or a motivation. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I need I need to work a little bit harder to get through. Okay. Um, and then finally, the, my final question for you, and it's kind of a two-parter is besides people just illegally coming here over borders or through flights or whatever, um, a big problem that we have with illegal immigration is people overstaying temporary visas, whether that be a a work visa or something for education or whatever. Um, It's a big problem as a percentage of our illegal immigration in the country. Do you think offering those people that decided to stay here illegally a path to citizenship 
is better than is a better option than trying to round them all up and deport everybody? A frame of mind that I've always used uh, when thinking about immigration mm-hmm. is if you were to walk into a new house, yeah, and the first thing you did in that new house before even speaking about potentially living there mm-hmm. is break the door. Okay. Would the house want you there? Yeah, most uh, likely if, not. If, if the first if the first act you commit as a United States citizen mm-hmm. is a crime against the United States, yeah, it becomes a lot harder for the United States to want to let you stay. Oh yeah, to no, I would to to totally agree let with you that. Become a citizen mm-hmm. um, because you're you're committing acts on a record you don't even have yet as a citizen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you do and you that, think trying to force those people to leave in one way or another is better than even even if the path to citizenship necessarily isn't the easiest and they do face some repercussions um but they do really want to stay in the united states uh do you think that would be a good option i think the path to citizenship should start before five or ten days before they have to leave okay i believe that the path to citizenship should start a month or two after they get there before um, before they become an illegal you know immigrant yeah what you're saying. Think, okay that's very problem, interesting i think the problem should be stopped before mm-hmm. and i think there should always be a route to american citizenship from a visa but it should be early in the process rather than oh no i have to leave in two weeks yeah yeah okay well uh that's all the questions i have is there anything else you want to talk about or uh want to say uh, no. Uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you being on. Uh, everyone, Matthew Courtney, uh, thank you for being on, and uh, hope to see you again sometime soon, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye now. Hello, and welcome back to Over the Edge Podcast. We're here with our second interview today, uh, my friend Brock. Brock, we're talking about immigration. How do you feel about this issue? Um, I'm really interested in this topic because there's multiple different perspectives that we could take on it and whether it's a major issue or just something that we want to talk about for the future elections or just Mm -hmm. in our political climate. Yeah. It's interesting just to see like different perspectives and what our solutions can be to this problem. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. Uh, I think especially with this upcoming election and how there's been a lot of controversy with Trump's presidency uh Mm -hmm. over immigration and the supposed muslim ban that kind of came right at the beginning that uh immigration when it kind of comes down to trump and whoever the democratic nominee uh immigration will definitely be something that comes up once or twice yeah for sure all right so oh no go go ahead okay oh with the trump's so um supposed muslim ban Mm -hmm. i um i'm not really thinking that is a Muslim ban because Obama actually instituted these countries to have a ban for, I believe, was six months Okay. during his presidency, while Trump used the exact same countries, and which was either two or three months. Mm-hmm. So he was really just copying Obama's plan, Yeah. which uh, the American population was fine with uh, Obama doing it, but once Trump did it, it was all of a sudden like, not okay. Yeah, no, I'd definitely be interested to read about that. I'm not I I definitely could see that happening and I could see why the public would be more outraged with Trump doing it just cuz of his I guess character. Um Yep. 
But uh, yeah, so now I'm gonna hop into a couple of questions for you. Uh, answer right. however you like. Uh, so what what issues I guess do you think we have with immigration in the United States? I would say that I have an issue of people overstaying their visas, mm-hmm. people coming across illegally. Yeah. And then I don't think we have too many people coming in as of yet, but if it was to become more like Switzerland or these European nations, they're having people come in from these war-torn countries freely, I think yeah. then we might have a problem with overpopulation limits. Yeah. So do you think as far as the amount of people we should be allowing in that are immigrants that are applying versus people who may be refugees, do you think uh, that we should make an exception for people that are in very tough situations, I guess? Um, I don't know if we should make exceptions, Yeah. but I do think that we should make the process easier and that might kind of alleviate that situation as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Because right now it could take years and years to get citizenship. My yeah. Dad, who uh, works in New York? I think it took him like three or four years to get oh, wow. his citizenship. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Oh, especially if you're in a tough spot. So the U.S. does have like some things where it can we can accept refugees, but the ceiling mm-hmm. that I believe that Congress set um, in 2019 was the lowest since 1980 at 30,000 people. Do you think the U.S. Okay. could do, I guess, like better than that? Um, I think we possibly could, but it's really tough in seeing, like, with our current, like, immigration policies, it's kind of hard to increase that at one point. It would have to be gradual if yeah. we do it. Okay. Well, yeah, great. That's a, that's a totally respectable opinion on that. Uh, my next question I got for you is do you think that we should encourage or make it easier for highly educated people to immigrate to the U.S. versus just, let's say, a a worker from Mexico? Um, I don't think it should be, like, encouraged or made easier. That kind of seems like, I don't know, a cheap way to, like, kind of seems like we're putting lower-class people at, like, a disadvantage. Okay. Uh, I do think that we should make, like, the whole process easier as a whole okay gotcha yeah i wouldn't want to put like a certain class of people above another and like some people down just because like they're smarter or they'll help our country more okay yeah no i totally understand that so you it sounds like you understand or at least you believe that immigrants do have a a positive uh effect on the u.s when they're coming in here legally yeah for sure i don't think they're like stealing our jobs or doing that or they're not like i don't know they're not like negative towards our communities like the united states was born on diversity yeah no i totally totally agree with that of the democrats and i totally agree with that yeah i think that's a that's definitely one of the more common misconceptions and something that's thrown out when we talk about making immigration easier is that they're going to steal jobs but what i feel like people don't understand is that a lot of these immigrants are making jobs you know they're starting companies um and so I think that's kind of an unf- – and I know there are some statistics when I do my kind of solo thoughts on that. I'm going to bring some of those up. Uh, mm-hmm. But, no, there's definitely – it's definitely more beneficial for the U.S. to have immigrants coming in because it does it does help the economy. Yeah. Okay, so now slightly more, uh, I guess, controversial question. 
is <clears throat> what are your thoughts on the border wall? Do you think it's effective? Do you think it's something that we should have? On the border wall, mm-hmm. it has been proposed that it would cost around five or six million dollars to go across the whole entire southern border. Five or six million? And I think you're five or six million, right? I think it's a billion or something like that. It's got to be more oh, than five a million. Or six billion. Five yeah, or yeah. Six billion. There we yes, go. That's right. And uh, around forty percent of uh, illegal immigrants come across the southern border. Okay. And so my thinking is that. Uh, we spend as a nation around 300 to 400 million on illegal immigrants a year. Yeah. So that five to six billion would be like nothing compared to this whole big pool of money that we spend on illegal immigrants. So I think that possibly it could work because it, it's a 40% of the illegal immigrants coming across. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of illegal immigrants. And just so just so you know, I think mm-hmm. this is an interesting fact that like the uh, total amount of accounted immigrants from Mexico is only mm-hmm. 25% of like all yeah. all immigration. Yeah. Yep. But they definitely definitely account for a higher uh than normal percent of the illegal immigration, for sure. Yeah. So do you th- do you think a border wall helps with that or do you think it just maybe discourages it a little? Obviously there's there's a lot of holes. Uh, even mm-hmm. when you build, I don't think it's, from my understanding, just the amount of work it would take to build it across the entire uh, Mexican border would take years yep. and years and years. Um, so you you want to build it in places where there's you know high populations of people moving over to discourage it, make it a 10, 20 mile trip for them to try mm-hmm. to get around it. Uh, so do you think that's effective and cost worthy, I guess, to have that? Or do you think people are going to find ways under or over or around the wall? I think a good amount of people will find their way around it. Yeah. And uh, I think it was in San Diego mm-hmm. in the like 80s or 90s, they implemented a border wall. Yeah. And the outcome is really, you couldn't tell what happened because immigration or illegal immigration was already going down mm-hmm. and it continued with that trend. Yeah. So it's really hard to tell like what happened. And Im- illegal immigration is already going down as we're talking yeah so it'd be really hard to tell like if it really works yeah for sure so i'm not sure if it would actually have an effect because most of the areas that the wall be put on are just like really dry bumpy mountainous so like it's really hard to cross those parts yeah for sure so no i think i think that'll be something interesting to see is when more accurate statistics come up because even when i was looking at the department of homeland security page their Mm -hmm. estimates or they even say i think pretty specifically that they don't really have accurate estimates on whether or not the border wall is effective yeah um just because obviously it's not across the entire border and it's hard to illegal immigration is a very hard thing to even estimate in the first place oh for sure um just because it's they're the reason they're doing it is they're trying to be not caught or you know documented so it's hard to mm-hmm. you know keep track of that um but no i think it'll be really interesting to see what kind of facts and figures either trump's going to bring up in debates or whoever you know on the democratic side might try to bring up for the non-effectiveness of the wall um mm-hmm. and yeah. i'm re- really surprised that trump like actually fulfilled with that part of his 2016 yeah campaign was build the wall and like he's actually done something towards that yeah which no, i was surprised I, I didn't think that'd get passed yeah i think 
I think every president gets their kind of one thing that they for sure kind of get done, you know, or like one policy, Mm -hmm. like Obama's thing was Obamacare. Like, obviously, there were other smaller things that got passed during his presidency, but like as far as campaign promises, you know, like that was his one big thing that you get to get done. Trump's was, you know, the border wall. There was a ton of drama, you know, with the Congress trying to hold that up. Um, but it, it did get passed, you know, eventually, not necessarily with the budget that he originally wanted, uh, yeah. but it, it did get passed. So I think I think that's something he'll have on his side as far as, you know, saying I did get something done. Uh, yeah. Okay, so now fi- final question, and this is something you uh, mentioned as a problem you thought we had in the U.S. with immigration, is people overstaying mm-hmm. visas. Um, yep. And I know that accounts for a big part of uh, – the amount of illegal immigration, you could call it, that uh, happens in the U.S. And so do you think that offering those people a path to citizenship is a better option than trying to round them up and arrest them and then deport them? For sure. I mean, people who get sent back are going to try and come back. Yeah. I mean, it's just people come here for a better life, mm-hmm. and by offering them like a legal way to do that, would not just help them and their families, but also help us and just, like, kind of build a safer community. Like, they're not trying to evade the whole time. Yeah. And when you look at the U.S., we've got a total immigrant population of, like, 45 million people, which is, I think, yeah. 13 14% of uh, our total population. Obviously, not all, mm-hmm. not even close to all being illegal. But I think ICE... Uh, only mm-hmm. made a hundred. I mean, I say only. This is still a large number, but a hundred sixty thousand yep. arrests in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like just offering those people in one. I'm not saying make it perfect and make it not consequential that they did break the law, obviously. Mm-hmm. But offering them in some way or another a way to stay and stay with their families or communities um, mm-hmm. is more financially uh, understandable as well, I think, ethically understandable. Uh, what do you think about yeah. that, I guess? Um, I'm seeing a big debate upon giving, since we have Obamacare, yeah. as of now, mm-hmm. giving these illegal immigrants health care. Yeah. What would, what kind of uh, issues do you see in that? Or oh, yeah, benefits? so this is this is something I was really surprised with. So I think when looking at uh, illegal immigration, a big argument that's made is that they're coming here to live off welfare. Um, yep. And from the stats that I looked at, some of these are from uh, Department of Homeland Security as well as some other accurate uh, sources. Um, and all mm-hmm. of those will be in uh, the description of the video or podcast, wherever you're listening to. Um, yeah. That the unauthorized uh, immigrants' uh, demands for goods and service, uh, while is estimated to create about 50 to 75% of them like pay taxes on stuff like that. And so obviously that's not, that's not high. It's not where we'd want it to be. But when you look at mm-hmm. the total number that then that creates is that immigrants pay more than 90 billion in taxes every year and receive mm-hmm. only 5 billion in welfare. Really? That, that was the kind of stat that blew me away. So they are, ta- obviously they're taking like whether it's healthcare or whether it's food stamps or whatever, I'm not sure of all the welfare mm-hmm. programs that we have out there, but 90 billion yep. in taxes every year. 
So in my really? opinion, I'm not saying we should just say, oh, open borders, let everyone come in. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think it can be seen that in the economy, immigrants are having a much mm-hmm. more positive impact than they are having a negative impact by taking from the government. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And especially these illegal immigrants are just trying to get a better life. They're taking these smaller, like, convenience store jobs and Mm -hmm. things like that that many people say, like, oh, if they're stealing my jobs, whatever. Yeah. Those are the jobs that you wouldn't want to work anyways. Mm -hmm. No, and there's – here, I want to try to find this real quick. I'm not sure if I have it in here with my facts or not, but from my understanding, what I remember when I looked at this is that actually the biggest uh, portion, I guess, of like job type that immigrants are mm-hmm. having is in like management positions. It's not necessarily the labor manufacturer job, although they do really? take up a large part of that. There are a lot of these people that are starting their own businesses in the U.S., and that's a big reason that's they want to cool. come here as well. Um, mm-hmm. So... I think that's another misconception is that, you know, they're coming in and taking everyone's jobs. Uh, they're actually creating a lot of jobs as well, and I think that's something that needs yeah. to be taken into account um, yeah, when there, you're looking at that. There's yeah. n- no way they could, like, create a successful business in these other countries. Where yeah, or at, at least from. it'd be very difficult for them, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, if you obviously coming here illegally is not ethical, and I don't think it should happen. Mm-hmm. But let's take the per- business owner who comes here and starts a business and is paying his taxes with his family who's all getting educated. Like, mm-hmm. offering them a path to citizenship, I feel like, is much better than trying to arrest their whole family or even maybe just the one person and deporting them and then leaving their family in the U.S. alone. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Brock, I thought this was a really interesting conversation. I really appreciate you having uh, coming on the show. Is there any other questions you have for me or anything you want to say? No, and thank you for having me. Yeah. Real fun, very productive conversation. Thank you. Yeah, I, I hope people yeah. uh, with maybe different opinions can learn a little bit from this conversation. Uh, hope to have you on again uh, maybe sometime soon. For sure. All right, have a good rest of your day, Brock. All right, you too. All right. Okay, guys, so we just got two of our interviews out of the way with Matthew and Brock. I really hope you guys enjoyed those. They definitely had some different opinions, uh, which I think will be kind of interesting to hear and for people to try to understand where both of them are coming from. I would like, this was one of the suggestions that I got from a couple of people, is to do kind of my unsolicited opinion without anybody else on the air, just telling you guys how I feel about the topic. Uh, And this also kind of gives me a chance to read a few more of the facts that I had found that I found interesting. Um, And yeah, so you guys can understand how I feel. So my personal opinion, I'll kind of go to the questions that I was asking people. Um, As far as problems that I think the U.S. has with immigration, the main one, in my opinion, is on the illegal side with people either overstaying or coming over the border. I think I agreed with Matthew. I think the best way to deal with that is by offering them a path to citizenship rather than trying to arrest everyone just because from my understanding and the research I did, the cost for if you were to arrest all these illegal immigrants is way, way higher um, and less uh, incentivizing to the economy as well 
to try to deport all these people. Um, and to the other question that we had is whether or not we should encourage or make it easier for highly educated people to immigrate to the U.S. I would definitely more agree so with Matthew. I think having these people who can contribute a lot to communities and just to the American society as well should be welcomed in um, to the United States just because I think they'll have a huge positive effect on the economy and just society in general. Now, where I would disagree with kind of how Brock stated it as um, favoring or like making it more difficult than for other people, I think I would agree with him where he just said the overall immigration process needs to be made simpler and easier for people. He said, I don't know if it was a friend or someone he knew in New York, took four, three to four years to get to the U.S. seems kind of crazy. Obviously, I'm not, I've never gone through anything like that. I'm not sure if that should be how it is, but that seems a little outrageous to me. If you want to come here and work, especially, or get an education, and you're, you're qualified to do that, like, come, come on in. Um, let's see, what, what other stats would we like? Uh, this one I found was interesting, is that 31% of the 39 million immigrants ages 25 or older had a bachelor degree or higher compared to the U.S. adult, uh, U.S. born adults, was 32%. So these two populations, one of which is probably more demonized than the other, hold almost exactly the same uh, percentage or rate of having a degree. So I think labeling or saying that these people are just coming to take all these low-end jobs or whatever is kind of kind of crazy. And the one stat that I brought up, I think, in both interviews was that, and this is off, uh, let me get, uh, migrationpolicy.org, and it's employed workers in civilian labor forces ages 16 or older. This is from 2017. Foreign-born workers, their biggest... Uh, I guess, portion of where they're working, 33%, so a third, is in management, business, or science. And that's compared to U.S. born, it's 39%. Um, the one slice that's bigger for foreign-born workers is in than versus U.S. born workers is in production, transportation, or material moving, and that's 23% compared to U.S. born, it's 17%. Um, and my favorite stat of all this is the 90 billion to 5 billion and that's 90 billion tax billion dollars in taxes paid every year and immigrants only receive 5 billion in welfare so as far as taking a look or a stat that gives you a look at the impact that they can have like their spending power it it does a lot for the economy contributing that much while only taking away $5 billion. Now, I'm not sure how that compares to the rest of the U.S. population. I would assume that it's probably a little worse um, than, than immigrants, or that the, let me restate that, sorry, that a U.S.-born person would have a higher spending to welfare received ratio. I'm not sure. Sorry, I don't have that in front of me. Um, but I think that can show that immigrants can have a really positive impact 
uh, and especially in states where there's huge populations, like take a look at California, 10.7 million uh, immigrants, and they're the highest state by far. You look at their their economy, like that's it's not doing bad, it's doing pretty good. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my opinion on immigration. Let's see, were there any other questions that we covered here? Border wall. I don't really think it's that effective. Uh, whether or not we should have it, I think it, it might be good to have to stop illegal immigration, but for the argument of drugs, I think more security-wise is a better way to do that, whether it's cameras or people or technology, drones, whatever, is a better way to do that than a wall. Walls kind of serve as an intimidation factor. You can look all the way back to medieval or whenever. Like, there's ways to get over, under, around a wall. Especially when this wall is not across the entire board. That's my thoughts on that. Um, and the last issue was, what was it? Temporary visas being overstayed. I think I totally agree with Matthew on this one, that offering them an option to get through citizenship, whether it be easier or harder than it would be for someone coming from the outside, but offering that versus maybe them making the choice to stay illegal and to stay in the country is a much better option than trying to round all these people up. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's my opinion on this issue. Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Over the Edge on Immigration. If you're listening on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever, follow it. Drop a sub. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're willing to give it a five-star review or a rating, I'd really appreciate that. As always, have a good rest of your day, and go Utes. Thank you.